Life is hectic, so wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with Factor's chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, they've got a variety that fits your lifestyle. Factor has restaurant-quality meals ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They also have various easy options for the entire day, from breakfast to midday bites, smoothies, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a nutritious and delicious experience, and it won't break the bank. You can customize your meals by choosing 6 to 18 per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime to fit your schedule. Factor meals are 100% hassle-free, giving you more time for what matters. Head to factormeals.com slash otherside50 and use the code otherside50 to get 50% off. That's code otherside50 at factormeals.com for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals. My name is Gladriel Crump, and I go by Gelly. I grew up on a little farm out in uh, Wisconsin, where I still am, and um, I am the youngest of eight kids, and uh this this leads into the story that it's it was it's a really old drafty cold farmhouse and uh this is the first time i've ever told the story so it's it's hard to really find the words for it when somebody's actually i want to listen and (laughs) so i apologize for all the abrupt pausing but my uh gotten taken out of school about fourth grade the end of fourth grade year and I was really excited because it was going to be like an online school and that was like new back then so I was excited that I like didn't really have to worry about going to school and I'm like oh sweet that means I could sleep in because like you know my parents were my mom was always working and my dad was really sick and uh like he had hep C so it made him more like docile and out of it and I mean he was still aggressive and angry too but he was mostly like really tired and sick and sitting by the window all the time, staring out the window, obsessed with math and stuff. And uh, so I was just kind of like left to my own devices and I could basically do whatever really on the farm. Um, And we were hobby farmers. So that's why my mom was always at work. And he stopped really taking care of the animals. And uh, my sister that was with me started going to her job and wouldn't, take care of the animals either so I was just like I should take care of these guys now there's so many details to include but I can't it was in December and it was uh, you know in Wisconsin it gets really cold I think I live in like the gosh there's like different zones of coldness and it's it's like close to the Canada level of cold like it's what my county shares it's like zone four or something, 4A or 4B or something. And um, it was one of the coldest nights. There was a, a winter weather advisory. And even on the nights that there weren't winter weather advisories, the farmhouse, you know, it being cold and drafty and very old, super tall ceilings, all the heat would kind of rise to the top anyway. Sleeping in my room, I'd often like shiver and just fall asleep. It got to the point I would get cold all the time. And it was probably in January or February when I was talking to my boyfriend. He was complaining about 
being really cold at work. And I'm like, oh, man, why don't you just like shiver? I'm like, it's fine. Just your body shiver and it does this magical thing where you get warm all of a sudden after being cold for a really long time. Isn't that cool? Because like, I'm like, I'm aware that our body heals itself, you know, if, if you get a cut and stuff, if you take care of it. And I'm like, but our body does this cool thing where you get warm. And he's like, uh, no, that's not normal. He's like, that's that's like hypothermia. <laughs> like, don't let that, you can die from that. And I'm like, what? Because for so long I had just told myself that like, oh, it didn't happen. And oh, don't talk about it because anytime that I did try to bring it up, that's why now I'm like, I feel my body putting like a pause to it because it's like, no, people are going to think you're crazy if you share this. But I just have that drive and push to, to share it because it's obviously there's a lot of people that have this experience and they, and they feel the drive to share it too. But anyway, yeah, so it's cold house <laughs> and it's, it's around Christmas time and there was a full moon out and there was a storm and I remember my dad being like, yeah, you know, there's that winter weather advisory. We got to go put all the animals in the barn. And I think my sister, so I had both my sisters and one of them was older and it was around dinner time. And uh, I think the storm was starting to taper off and get less intense. Nobody wanted to go outside to take care of the animals or like bring them in the barn. And I'm like, well, the animals I'm sure are freezing their butts off. Like we should go take care of them. <laughs> Everybody was like putting up a fight and they're like, oh, they can hold on. Like they've been outside before on cold nights. Like they got their animal fat and fur and stuff in their winter coats. And I don't know. It's just it didn't sit right by me because we've had animals like have frostbite before. And I got to see how much like like how sad and painful it must be to have that. And so I, I was like, you know what? I'll go outside. I'll start rounding them up and bringing them inside. And uh like I said, we were hobby farmers, and so the farm, 82 acres, and we have, our, our, like, our cows. It's not a very big herd, maybe, like, 30, 40 animals in that, and, uh, and but they split up. They did have a leader cow, because oftentimes cow herd all together, but they split up since they had a leader cow who went crazy and with a pig. So because they split up, because the leader cow went crazy over a, pig, a pet pig that we had, they formed their like, little friendship groups and I had to be like, okay, I think there's some hiding in the trees over here. I think there's some in the back 40 over here. And so I had to walk all over, <laughs> not being aware of the dangers of the cold, but only knowing that, well, it doesn't matter if I get cold because I'll just get warm. I'm having that knowing and having that rush that I was like, well, I got to rush and I got to get these animals in the barn because I don't like the cold. They don't like the cold and I want to make them be warm and be happy and whatever. I had this yellow jacket that I would just throw on and I'd wear outside. And uh, I mean, my family didn't really pay attention to me getting ready to go outside. I don't, I don't remember if I had gloves or not, but I just remember that I put the yellow jacket on. I, slipped my, I put like two pairs of socks on because I'm like, I don't like having cold feet. I mean, they get numb anyway, but... So then I'm outside, I round up all the animals, bring them inside. And it was, I'd gotten all the animals closest to the barn in. And then I went out to the pasture and I would make my round. I'd start at the top of the tallest hill and I'd go down and into the valley and into the other valley to some of the trees, get the cows all rounded up. And uh, I'm following them home and we're walking through the snow. And uh, a couple of them are tripping on the, on the snow and I'm following them and I start tripping on my own feet and I start feeling like kind of hot 
and like really tired and um i start giggling because <laughs> i'm like laughing at like how i'm just like tripping on my own feet and just everything seemed really really funny and i'm thinking to myself like oh this must be what what it feels like to be drunk is <laughs> what i thought to myself and i'm like oh man i'm really tired i'm tripping on stuff because i must just be really sleepy i hate to say it like <laughs> being neglected you don't like i don't know the way that i was neglected that i would get or i had the ability to just go to sleep whenever i wanted to sleep and like nap whenever i wanted and so i did not have a good sleep schedule and so i was often tired anyways and so that's what i i just kind of attributed it to i got all the animals in the barn and they're all tied up and i started throwing the hay bales down for them to eat and throwing some straw down so that we could lay it put it make a bed for them in their stalls at this point i had taken off my jacket and i was just wearing i think probably just like a long sleeve shirt i don't remember the shirt and i had tied the jacket around my waist and i'm i like can't control my extremities very well <laughs> i remember being like really frustrated that i couldn't like lift the bale properly because my arms kept giving out or they i couldn't i wasn't able to like lift my arm how i wanted and i couldn't close or open my hands and i just remember trying to control my arm and being like oh this is so annoying when this happens because i i had had like the where my hands can't open or close because they're so cold before but like not to the point where i can't control my arm the way i want and I can't walk the way that I want. And I felt really dizzy. And I started feeling a little bit nauseous as well. And my sister, Juby, comes out. And I'm like, finally, there you guys are. Why didn't you help me? You guys took so gosh darn long. And she's mad at me for not wearing my jacket. She's put your jacket on. And I go, no. <laughs> and she's like, why are you slurring your words? She's like, why are you talking like that? Like, she just thinks I'm being sassy. I mean, I was. I didn't want to put my jacket on, but, like, I wasn't slurring my words on purpose. I couldn't talk. <laughs> and she got mad at me, and she was like, Dad, she's slurring her words, and she's not walking right, and she's not putting on her jacket. And my dad was like, oh, go inside and warm up, is what he said. And I was like, oh, I'm fine, you know? And he's like, no, go inside. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I, my dad's like, put on your jacket when you get out of the barn or whatever. And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I didn't. But I walk inside, hang that up, and my mom's making dinner, or at least starting to, I, I don't remember. But she's like, hi, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> she asked me how I was, you know, why am I inside? You know, they just went outside. And I said, I, I don't feel good. I think I'm going to go lay down and take a nap and can wake me up when food's ready. And she's like, oh, okay, that's fine. So I go upstairs and it's, well, it's cold. <laughs> and I just remember, I'm, you know, I'm still hot. I'm still tired. I'm still sick. And I lay down in bed. And something I probably should mention, though, is like I said before, like our shampoo bottles would freeze. And I couldn't have a cup of water in my bedroom. I often learned because... You know, it would often freeze. I'd wake up and the, the water glass would be frozen. It was pretty common to always be heckin' cold. <laughs> and it got to the point where I, I later on would sleep downstairs near the furnace to stay warm. And, uh, but anyway, I start to fall asleep. And then suddenly I wake up <laughs> or I thought I woke up. It felt just kind of like sitting up like this 
And a lot of people say like, yeah, they'll come out of their head or whatever. But like, I guess I came out of my head. I just, it just felt like I, I rose up out of my body. It just, I sat up and everything was super vivid colors. I was in my bedroom and I'm like, oh, I guess I wasn't that tired. I feel great. I'm going to go see what mom's making. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so I, as soon as I thought that, I shot downstairs and at that I didn't even consider like I that was really fast. You know, I didn't think about any of it. It just was natural and it felt right. Like, you know, it just was right. It was like being awake and how that's kind of how I explained it to my my parents when I tried to tell my story to them because I was so excited about it. You know, when I came back, it was like being awake, except I wasn't I didn't have a body, you know, <laughs> like I didn't I didn't have the words or the vocabulary for it to explain it when I was a kid. But I do now sort of but I'm downstairs in the kitchen and I see my mom she's still making food and I can just kind of tell like the intention that she had for it I suppose it's a good way of explaining it she was to her, I could just sense that it's like oh cook food go watch tv cook food go watch tv cook food and I was just like okay that's boring <laughs> I'm like nice and uh, she had this like kind of I don't know I want to say like orangish kind of light around her and it just again I didn't really pay much attention to it I was like oh, okay you know and I thought back to myself oh I, I guess I'm gonna go back up to my room and when I thought that I zoop right back to my room you know um, I just it felt like I kind of was like like when you're walking except you don't feel yourself walking but it was more, it was as fast as like running or it's very fast. Um, and walking takes a lot longer, but yeah, just zooming around <laughs> for the lack of a better way of explaining it. And, uh, back in my room and I, I see my body laying there just asleep. The blankets off of me. Cause you know, like I said, I fell asleep hot. So I was like, oh, that, that person looks peaceful. And like, I didn't really assume it was me or anything like that. I just was like, that person looks peaceful and asleep is what I thought. I didn't, you know, take note of anything. I didn't see any light around the body or my body or anything like that. I just, just saw it and it looked like it was asleep. But then I, again, was looking around my room and I'm like, oh, wow, it's just so bright from that that full moon that's outside. And I look out the window and I see this beautiful light that's kind of like filling, I don't know, <laughs> filling the air and everything. And there was a lot of snow on the ground. Obviously, it had just been snowing. The light was bouncing off of the snow. And how I would describe the light is very similar to this all-spectrum light that I have growing with the for the plants um, and kind of how it like shines off of the couch that's kind of why I sat here so I'm like this I didn't realize it but when I first got this grow light cause this is the it's like the purple it's got all the colors and they call it the full spectrum light and this is the closest to that color that I've seen and it brings me a lot of peace and so that's why I'm like I like this and I I keep it on like all day <laughs> But uh, this kind of color light was hitting the snow. And I was like, oh, that looks really pretty. 
I want to see it up close. And then I just zooped right through the wall and everything. And just suddenly I was like right in front of the snow, like this close to the snow, staring at it. And I was like, oh, that's so pretty. And I was like, kind of going like this, getting closer to it, pulling back. It just kind of, my awareness was just this mesmerized by snow. I mean, I was a kid. So even as an adult, though, you could probably get me with something shiny. I'd be like, that's so shiny. I got to stare at it. That's just who I am. I don't know how long I wandered around. I didn't really have any intentions of checking on people or anything like that. I mean, I was I was t- like 10, but I was like, wow, the snow looks really great and all. And I, I've been staring at it for, gosh, knows how long. <laughs> I'm like, I should probably, you know, I wonder how what the stars look like. And I turn my awareness to the sky and I'm like, yeah, the stars are really like extra bright and there's more colors like in this sky. I'm like, wow, it's such a beautiful night, you know, because like during the daytime, there'll be different colors in the sky depending on what's happening, the weather or, you know, so I just thought it was something like that. And I see the moon and it's like extra bright and it's just like a white, bluish kind of this color all coming out. And I think that's gorgeous. And I wondered to myself, I wonder what it's like to live on the moon. And then kind of like getting sucked. I don't know. I want to say sucked through a vacuum. <laughs> but that, I mean, that sounds painful. But it wasn't obviously, you know, you don't feel anything physical. But it's just kind of <laughs> went through this vortex thing after I had that thought. Uh, and I would say the colors of that probably like gray and black. Um, not not colorful that I can remember, and uh, I don't know how long, but that was a lot. It took a lot longer to get through that than it took me to kind of go from my bedroom to the snow and then to the kitchen and you know all these places that I went uh, at home. But I went through that, and then I was on the moon, and or what I thought was the moon, and I was like, oh, this is so cool, and I was walking around and I'm like, wow, look at this giant crater. I'm in a giant crater. And I'm like, oh, the moon is so colorful and bright. And oh, and I was just was taken back by it. And, uh, and then I realized, wait, I don't feel like I'm alone anymore. And I, my attention turned toward these like three giant beings. And, you know, there was a, a another lady who had a NDE and she shared her story of, of these three that she she had seen them too and that's what made me so excited that I'm like ha I'm not alone that other people have seen these too and I I have no idea who they are what they are that would be great to know or hear theories of honestly because I you know I didn't think to ask them or anything I just was like oh yeah yeah that's, that's normal you know there here they are there's other energy with me but the form that uh, I suppose I'll just say the form they took, you know, was these humongous, I don't know, I want to say like skyscraper size beings. And they had like, it was like a blue or light blue kind of whitish color to them. And their energy kind of looked like a, like a robe, like as if my shirt was made out of light or something. And it just, it was all flowy and stuff. <laughs> I, just, I don't really have a good vocabulary for it. Like, I, I guess I I wish I had one. And they were sitting on craters or whatever. And uh, 
I, one gets up and kind of comes over to me and I'm sitting there like, whoa, these are, you're humongous. <laughs> and I'm looking up at it and they don't have faces. They don't really have clothes, you know, but it's, it, but they kind of look like they might have the appearance of wings behind them, but like they don't use them. And um, now I'm thinking perhaps they took that because it was a very peaceful looking kind of demanding look. Um, uh, I'd say the energy that they gave off, I think it wasn't scary or anything. Um, it was more so kind of like that of if you have like a pet that you love very much or like a child. Like for me, I'm a mom. Like I, I compare it to how I look at my kid when they're super innocent, they don't know much about anything, and they're blah, 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 just gibberish in front of me, and I have nothing but just, like, a bunch of love for them, and I want to teach them things, and I want to show them as much as I can, and I, like, I'm there for them, and it's just this so much, like, it makes me want to cry thinking about it. There's so much love and peace and patience, and... Yeah. Oh gosh, now I'm tired. <laughs> ah, anyway, no, I put on makeup, don't ruin it. But um it was very nice. But the one is towering over me, the other two are still kinda in the background. And this one I would say is kinda like a I don't know, it felt kinda like a male female energy, but like a male energy. I mean obviously they didn't have faces, didn't have clothes, they didn't really have a gender, they're just energy, but it's the type of energy, like very logical and calm and protective and I'm going to teach you and help you and uh, it was like what would you think of your life <laughs> and I was like oh it's awful it sucks like I got beat that this that the other thing oh uh, you know I'm, and then I was like well I mean it wasn't the worst thing but like it's not the best I do like living out in the country, but I just don't, you know, like everything that a 10 year old can talk about. Like, I like this and this and this, but I don't like all these other things. It was like, well, what'd you learn from that? What'd you learn from that? Because we're all here to learn something. I was like, well, I guess I, that at that point, you know, I realized, well, I, I learned selflessness how to be selfless. You know, I was selfless with the animals. I didn't want to be outside, you know, but I was like, I got to take care of these these guys because nobody else is taking care of them i learned to be kind to people that i wasn't really a fan of like my family <laughs> and uh they or it's i guess i, I say they because there were three of them but only the one interacted with me the other two were just in the background but the one was like kind of offered me what did you learn and i was like okay well like I said, I learned selflessness and I don't know how we got into it. That's the part because it sucks because I don't remember every single detail, but I only remember bits and pieces. And But we eventually, I, I'm not sure what we talked about at that point, but we, we got to then look at pieces like memories uh, and not really a, exactly a life review, I guess, but like more just like here are some traumatic memories of yours and we're going to look at them and I won't share those because I don't need to. They don't really teach anybody else much because it's more so what's important for my soul to learn. 
And a lot of people talk about it with their near-death experiences that when you go through your memories, you definitely 100% feel what you made somebody else feel. And you understand that there is karma attached to every choice that you make. I'll just share one of the innocent, more innocent traumatic memories of mine was uh, with a cat. I had my dad's screwdriver and I was like, don't worry, there was not a screw in it, I promise. And I was like, I'm going to, like, I was, I was, I don't know, I was four or five. And I was like, I'm going to curl your hair, kitty cat. <laughs> and I went over to the cat and I went, and then it got stuck, like, in the cat's fur. The, the cat was fine, it survived, but it got stuck in the cat's fur and it scared the heck out of me. And the cat was, Bang. and I was, I started crying. I kind of went into, oh, the cat's in a lot of pain and scared and has no idea what's going on. It just wants to be around you because it likes you. And, it went into me of like, oh, I just was innocent and wanting to play with the cat and take care of the cat. And I was like, okay, I understand that. And I like forgive that. And there was another one. You get to go through these, some of these things that you feel guilty over or you have some like attachment to. And went through the traumatic things. After going through these memories, they were like, so do you do you want to go back do you want to see what else there is you know do you what do you want to do and I was like I can go back and I'm like I don't want to go back <laughs> and I was like what else is there I'm a very curious person and I want to know as much as I can and they're like well you can see these other lives and I'm like oh cool and I'm like but no 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 I don't think I should because I think I kind of do want to go back and I had an emotional connection to my mom and I think I'm not very religious at all but there is a quote in the Bible that is what you bind on earth you bind in heaven what you loose on earth you loose in heaven and I was like yeah that makes sense because my I was energetically bound to my mom basically through emotions which are energy and I didn't really want to give that up yet. And uh, I had, oh, I mean, that's the thing I guess I should say. I had learned that, <laughs> this is weird, but in another life, my mom was my husband and I was <laughs> I was her wife. So, you know, and I'm like, it's interesting how we keep interacting with these these souls in each life. And uh still messes with me to this day that I'm like <laughs> you're my husband <laughs> but again that's uh, my spirit when they asked me if I wanted to see other lives I said no because I still had a feeling that like yeah I really don't want to have to deal with all of the trauma and I know there's going to be more trauma if I go back home but you know I really want to go do something else that'd be great but I do want to if I have the option to go back, because it, it really wasn't as bad as some of these other lives that could be worse. I didn't want to be envious of any other life that my energy would have, you know. And um, I had learned that, uh, or they made it very clear that, yes, you know, we definitely have your ties to things will hold you back. And that kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand with the, um, what was it, the seven deadly sins which is like envy, greed, 
gluttony, pride, sloth, wrath. It was like pride, I think. Those hold you back for sure. And they were like, you're going to, you know, since you're traumatized, you know, you're going to grow up and and have to deal with all of these things. And it's going to be tough. Are you sure? (laughs) And I was like, no, you know, I'm sure. And I said, no, I want to be able to work through it. And I don't know for sure about going back. And they were like, well, I mean, we can make changes. We can be like edit it, you know. And I was like, well, how the heck does that work? Uh, just like a river appeared. And it kind of, I got the sense that like, oh, the river represents our human perception of time. And I couldn't see the beginning of the river. I couldn't see the end of the river either. And they're like, that kind of is like your energy. And that's kind of like your perception of time. It goes on and on. It's infinite. There's, it doesn't, that's your energy. It doesn't go away. I was blown away by that. Well, that's really cool. I can't comprehend that. <laughs> and um, but I'm like, but it makes sense. <laughs> I guess what makes sense to a child, they're explaining it to a kid. But I guess they like manifested a rock or whatever. But there, there was a, a big rock on the end of the river. And that represented when I would die next, like when I'm old. <laughs> there was another rock at the one end. And that represented me choosing to go back. And they were like, you can make decisions and your decisions will be like these little stones. And I guess they were trying to explain karma to me, the child version of me. I was I got I just got to throw like little stones in and and I was like, I, I want this to happen, I want this to happen. And I know that we talked about things that I wanted to happen and things that needed to happen and because I remember like the emotional sensations of it, but I don't remember what we talked about, probably for a good reason. But I remember that there were like these two st- little stones I was holding, and I'm like, these are two decisions and two things I really, really want to happen at the same, like I want them to happen. And they were like, well, you got to make a decision on it. And I was like, I know. Uh, and uh, I tossed one in, and uh, <laughs> This being picks up this giant rock that goes boulder because I mean they're big and uh, tosses in this boulder into the river and it goes splash and they're like because you made that decision or you made that choice now this is happening and I'm like what (laughs) that's I'm like I don't want all like all that to happen and like well that's what happens there is an effect you know there's consequences for your actions. And your intentions have consequences as well. And if karma happened almost immediately, we would notice it and we would realize how serious it is. But it doesn't happen right away. (laughs) So we don't realize how serious it is. But I just remember that there were a few times that I had made choices that had effects that I wasn't a big fan of, but realized "Ah, it needs to happen. I know for sure one of the things that I wanted to happen was I wanted to take care of my mother and I wanted to make sure I, I got the chance to have a healthy family. And that's what I have right now is a healthy little family. And I am taking care of my mom. <laughs> so I'm doing what I want. I don't know about any of these other decisions that happen. But so we're throwing those rocks in there and they're throwing big boulders in. And I'm going, hey, stop it. <laughs> but they're like, no, it needs to happen. 
and they kind of explained that uh, everything follows a pattern and these decisions and everything sometimes you know they're not fully guaranteed it's it's hard to explain uh, here's a good way of explaining it it's kind of like a video game where the video game is already made and it's predetermined but you have those choices that you can make in the game that determine how you get to the end of the game and it all changes based on what your decisions are and I would probably relate it to that most similar to that and um I mean, obviously, life has a lot more things happening in it. But, yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, they, they, they described that. The karma, and it was the... Good golly. After these, which we did the whole rocks thing, and, like, the whole explaining of, you know, I'm going to have a lot of troubles and things to face and overcome and... uh I was afraid that, you know, coming back into my body, I'm going to have all these troubles and all these things. And I'm like, what if I don't remember this experience? What if I, you know, what if my brain just is mush because of all of the issues that I'm going to have as an adult because of my childhood? Like, what about all these things? And they're like, well, we can make it so that you can remember, you know, when you need to remember, and I was like, okay, <laughs> good luck with that, you know, because when you are a soul and you're in a body, your brain is like fighting with it, is what it seems like, because there'll be days that my brain is just like, I, I'll feel my body get emotionally triggered by something, and then my conscious mind is like, oh, God, this again, <laughs> and it can be tough to, because that's what I'm working on overcoming right now it can be very annoying but we can make it so that you can remember things when the time is right and you need to and and we'll you'll know and i'm like oh, okay <laughs> um and i don't remember if we talked about what i needed or, or what I, what they would uh, do for me to help me remember but they just they let they let me have that peace that I would know. Then they're like, okay, it's time to go back. I kind of just was like, oh, okay, step into the river and that'll bring me back. And so I did. And I I kind of like stepped into it and it was back, sucked back down through that. It's what it seemed like. And I was, I was in my room again. And I saw myself laying there and I was like, that I shouldn't touch myself. You know, get in there. And I'm back in my body and it's cold and it's dense and I feel heavy and I'm shivering again. And I'm like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> and I run downstairs and I sit near the fire, grab a blanket, cuddle up. And uh, my mom comes over and she's like, oh, you know, and she's like, it's not ready yet. You must have, you didn't nap for very long. I was like, I know. <laughs> and uh, I didn't really tell her I didn't tell her then I didn't tell my family for a long time until uh, we were in the car and I heard the song uh, by Thriving Ivory Angels on the Moon and that made me remember them because you know after this experience I just was fascinated by the moon I would always stare at it but that song came on and that made me 
be like, oh, I got to tell my family about this. And uh, I just remember my sister being a fussy turd <laughs> and being mad that uh, my parents had all the, my parents had the, um, had their attention set on me because they, they were like, it's, you know, as I explained the story to them when I was a kid, I knew that something beyond just having a dream and stuff happened because it wasn't a dream. Like I've had, I've had dreams and I've, I had one lucid dreamy experience and it wasn't like that at all. And, uh, I think my sister tried to be sassy and be like, well, I, I woken up in a dream before. Are you sure it just wasn't that? You woke up in a, you know, and I was like, yeah, but were you ever like shown your life? <laughs> and were you ever this and the other thing? She's like, no. And then I was like, well, were you, did you go back to your body and, and have to go back in your body? And she's like, well, no. <laughs> and I'm like, see, <laughs> like there are differences. But, you know, just that, that fight that I had with her in the car, it just made me realize that I probably shouldn't, you know, that people aren't going to believe me and, and all that. And, uh, I just remember my mom kind of like crying in the car. I had more details then. It was much more fresh in my mind. I just remember my mom thanking me like, oh, thank you for choosing to come back <laughs> is what she said. Cause she's like, she started crying and she was like, I don't know what I would have done if I had fully lost you. And my dad was like, oh, that's what it was. My sister was like, what the heck could you even have died from? My dad was like, well, it is really cold in the house. And they had come to the conclusion that it was a, a death. And, uh, like I, cause I, I wanted them to come to the, or to the conclusion themselves. I didn't want to be like, Hey guys, die, you know, because, you know, I just didn't feel right. The people that they are, they would fight it. If I said that, no, that, that song, you know, and I, you know, again, coming from a childhood of all kinds of traumas and, uh, not just at home, you know, if, even if I tried to escape and run away from home, it would, there'd still be traumas but it makes it really hard to maneuver my life and but I've it's gotten a lot better you know but my point in bringing that up is that I did get distracted by this world and the materialistic things and envy and greed and gluttony and all of those things I, and pride, I, I had all of that and that distracted me 100%. And for a few years, you know, I was this uh, like super fat alcoholic person just trying to escape feeling bad. And um, one day driving home from work, the Thriving Ivory Angels on the Moon came on. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> there's that song again. And uh, that was nice. Because it, it brought me back to, oh my gosh, maybe I should, you know, it just kind of kicked in the gear that all those memories came back. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> there's that thing. And I was like, yeah, what was that? What was that really? Did that, you know, like, <laughs> and it just opened it back up. I had, uh, what do you call it? The childhood amnesia that people get. My sister has it really bad because no one's ever challenged her to open up about her, the childhood that we had, you know. But I can see how miserable she is as an adult and how she gets triggered all the time herself. And, you know, so I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I've got, I've had all these experiences to be able to open me up and to make the best out of my life and learn as much as I can and remember as much as I can. And, uh, 
gosh, there was a lot of things that happened after it, but I, you know, you don't really want to focus on that too much, but I guess that there was the, the dreams. I called them future dreams when I was a kid. I noticed that I have them the most when I'm taking care of my body and I'm eating healthy and I'm taking my vitamins and I'm not drinking alcohol because <laughs> as soon as I stopped drinking alcohol, I noticed that I could start feeling things like other people's emotions and not, not just my own emotions. And uh example, I guess, would be uh, I had my coworker come in to work one day and I was I had just opened the restaurant and I was getting food ready and everything. And I, I thought I was alone. I was happy and I was singing to myself and I, I hear him like stomp through and uh but before I even heard him I, I felt this like wave of sadness and just it, it felt like pressure on my body and I was like oh that's really I'm really sad like kind of angry like what's going on and then he stomped by but uh he had had his his grandpa had passed and he was he had a lot of negative energy about it and it was really sad so that was my first experience with you know not drinking and then having to understand that other people have emotions and I can feel them. <laughs> and that was new. And I'm still learning how to maneuver that. I mean, it's interesting, especially as a parent, because children have a lot of emotions. <laughs> and uh can be overwhelming because when they're crying, I want to cry too sometimes. Because I'm like, well, that is really sad. I'm sorry. Like, well, that would be really scary for you. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes me very empathetic and understanding and loving as a mom should be, right? But anyway... I mean, there was another example really quick about it. There was a car, a car accident that I drove past. And, and that as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, no, that was a mom and her kid. And the mom's, I don't know if she's dead or not, but she is not doing good if she is alive. And I'm like, that's awful. And I like cried and I, I came home and my boyfriend was like, what's wrong with you? Like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, man, I just saw a horrible car accident on the street like on the road on the way home it shut down four lanes of traffic and an entrance and an exit ramp and it's like oh my gosh you don't know what happened and i'm like but i'm almost certain like this and this and this happened and like this is what's going on it was a mom and her kid he's like no <laughs> obviously i looked it up and the news covered it almost instantly but they were like ah we don't know anything and there didn't release any names or anything and and uh Later on, they had released photos of like the car and everything, and I was like, "See, there's a car seat in the car." And it turns out there was a it was a mom. She's still in critical condition, actually, because this happened pretty recent. But yeah, she's in critical condition. Her her eight year old son, you know, in a booster. Yeah, I mean, he's fine, thank goodness. But you know, I the fact that I felt all that energy right away, I was like, "Oh man, this sucks." <laughs> but I, you know, that's why I'm always like willing to at least share some of some of this stuff to connect with people other people that have had this experience and have tips or tricks and i'm grateful that uh, there's this other side thing that i can talk to like thank you guys like you but uh now the other thing i suppose uh morning thoughts is what i call them like i said if i'm taking care of myself i'm, I'm eating healthy i'm not using drugs or alcohol you know because those stifle me at least and uh there is a couple of them uh one of them was i i woke up and it, it's like in that state between falling asleep and waking up so you're like in that weird state and uh, i noticed that they would kind of come in and uh sometimes they're they're songs 
and sometimes they're just phrases or words or warnings. Uh, there was one that was like, don't ride them, don't be so close. And I was like, what the hell is, <laughs> sorry, I'm not to swear, what the heck does that mean? And uh, I I come to find that later that day, I, I find that I have to go to the, the bank and, and stuff. So I'm driving there and uh, I realize that I'm like riding somebody too close. And I'm like, oh, I should probably back off, you know, because I, I, I thought of that thing. And I was like, yeah, I probably should. That's probably a good idea. I mean, it's good to be safe anyway. And I, I back off a little bit. And then that car literally just rear ends the car in front of me. And I have to stop on my brakes so that I don't run into them. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> That morning thought just saved me. <laughs> and uh, so I started taking those thoughts a lot more seriously. And uh, there's another one that I wake up and I hear my boyfriend. It, it's my boyfriend's name is Tyler. So it's Tyler's car. His exhaust needs to be fixed. It's going to break. And I, I'm like, oh, okay. that's I, We already know his exhaust is bad on, on the car that he had at the time. And so I just roll over and I go back to bed. <laughs> But then maybe two hours from then, I get a text and a photo of his exhaust pipe that had completely fallen off the car. And he shoved it in the back of his car and he's like, look at this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> look at that. And then another thought was that before my boyfriend and I ever started dating, he and I were, we, I mean, we've known each other for years and we've been friends. He, he, was, he, like, he and I were in a fight. And he was not happy that because I, I was like, you keep choosing these girls that are horrible for you right? and they don't care about you. And, then, you know, all this other stuff. And it's like, why do you keep doing that? You know, and he was mad at me and he's like, you don't you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I want to because I, I want what's best for you, but obviously can't control other people. But no, it was during that fight that he and I that I woke up with this morning thought that went you and Tyler are going to get married. And I'm like, <laughs> no. But lo and behold, uh, maybe about a week ago, we started talking about marriage and, you know, we have a plan to, to get married, you know, soon. So <laughs> I'm like, I guess it was right. <laughs> um, but not just morning thoughts. I've had the what I call future dreams when I was a kid. Uh, they started, you know, after the, the NDE and, and seeing spirits and entities. I've seen that my daughter and I both saw her great great grandparents and that gave me quite the fright because <laughs> she was sleeping in the bed with me and I roll over and I, I just see these two old people <laughs> and they, they have like this blue light that's emitting from their bodies or their their spirits and it's filling the entire room I, I scream and I sit up and I'm like oh my gosh what the heck are these two people doing in my house <laughs> and uh, I realized that they're not aggressive and I lay back down and I get the idea that like oh they're, they're, they're just here to watch over your daughter you know to watch over my daughter I and uh, the old la older lady I didn't know they were her grandparents at the time I'd never seen photos of her great great grandparents before and but she she looked at me because she realized I could see her and she tilted her head to the side and smiled sweetly and uh, that put me at ease, and I laid back down and fell asleep. And uh, but b before that, uh, my daughter had talked about two people that looked like uh, my mom. My mom's in her 60s, and she so she looks old. <laughs> and so my daughter was like, "They look like mm, like my mom, Grandma Wendy." 
like they look like Grandma Wendy, and and uh, they're always with me when it's time to go to bed. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Are they with us right now? Because like I couldn't see them, but she could. And she's like, yeah, they're right there. You know, <laughs> I'm like, ah, okay, great. <laughs> um, no, I got to meet them too. So that was fun. But I slept with the lights on after that. Because <laughs> I don't always see spirits, but you know, when I do, it gives me quite the quite the fright. I got to see my friend's spirit when she got shot by her boyfriend. He had shot their dog shot her and then himself and even after that uh she was i knew that she still very much loved him and in her waking life obviously you know she loved him so much that she gave up friends for him but my point in bringing that up i mean i it was interesting you know i got to learn some things that i hadn't known before about the afterlife but i don't really need to go into detail about that because you said that detail about those things so I'm sorry but yeah I think that's probably about it 